It's actually uh, intriguing talk. You know, they talk about the news. And you have to respect them for that. You're listening to Right On Radio. You are indeed listening to Right On Radio. What a program we have for you today. Of course, I'm joined by Jesse, and we'll be bringing on a special guest in just a couple minutes. Jesse, but first we need to talk about some domestic stuff because there is a lot of stuff happening uh, domestically There's rumors right and things, information rising up. So we want to help you be able to discern and, and know what's happening. Well, and quite honestly, Jesse, I have a bit of an agenda. I want to get people really angry because I think it's time we stand up. I agree. You know, we need to take that firm stance and no longer just be sitting in the back seat or just watching things happen. You know, this is an interactive show, not a movie we're meant just to watch. That's right. Faith Without Works is dead, right? And uh, right. and by the way, if you're just staying at home only praying, you might end up that way because they're going to come to your house eventually. Look, we've seen the rule of law slip away. For the last seven, eight, ten years, we've seen that there's two different standards of law. Those who are involved in the bad stuff and those who pretend to be on the good side. <laughs> and I say right. pretend because there's only one party, ladies and gentlemen. There is. <laughs> and and we see the justice, like, you know, it was just handed down, you know, the, uh, your, your, uh, your, your boy there, the, uh, the shaman uh, Q guy with a, the, the horny guy, you know, um, I have no idea who you're talking about, my boy. From, from Jan six, from Jan six, the the guy okay. who went in was wearing the the horns, the oh, shaman. Oh, my pansy. Your pansy. I can't remember pansy. the name. Yeah. So that's, listen, I was like, who are you talking ruled, about? He was he was in solitary confinement for ten months. Now they've just given him another forty two months in jail for. And what was the crime? He went inside the Senate and prayed. Yes. And, you know, one, people can look into, we'll just quickly, um, into these laws about imprisonment and stuff. Um, there's even regulations for how long a person can be in solitary confinement. I will let you know that eight months straight is illegal. Um, they have violated his rights and they owe him uh, payment for that right violation. So it's nothing it but goes. a political persecution and they're making you scared to stand up. And that's why we're, everyone's getting rolled over. Now here's yeah. a really scary scenario, Jesse, think about this. I, hey, listen, I know there's this trust the plan thing, uh, but at what point, where do we draw a line? Where do yeah. we draw it? Because this is happening right now. And we're just going to put out a political theory because obviously we don't have proof, but it's political theory. Right now, even the mainstream media is saying that uh, Kabbalah Harris <laughs> is on her way out. Right? They're saying that she's crossed the line. Even like, you know, places like CNN and these places are the Communist News Network is reporting that she is on her way out. So you're pretty sure that this is in the works. So that means uh, Joey B, the acting Pedotis, picks a, a new VP, and all he does is pick, and it gets confirmed by Congress. And, of course, it'll get confirmed, because right. who would he pick? I'm willing to bet it's, say it, Jesse. Hillary. Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> right so so now we got joey b and killery and then but they've been talking about joey's decline joey's decline that, that mental decline's sure. coming quick isn't it i mean it's coming it, it's quick progress since he's got in office i gotta tell you so now you got killery as a just a, a theoretical situation sitting in the vp slot she gets moved up to p right Right. And who does she pick as her VP? Jesse? B.O. is my guess. B.O. and Michael. That's right. Because <laughs> they come B. O. as a couldn't package be a president. deal. <laughs> he could not be a president twice, but he can be a vice president. 
ladies and gentlemen, where are we going to draw the line? And why would they do that? Because they could avoid persecution. They could have immunity. Right. Yeah. Right. But why would they do it? Because they're way more powerful than the stooge they got in there right now. Yeah. Crazy you know, times. Ladies and gentlemen, look, I, I don't know where to go, but we got to really start thinking a different way about the situation. I know. It's not getting better. Uh, it seems like, listen, it seems like we're having a little bit of a win here and a little bit of a win there, but we need a big win and we need it fast. Otherwise, I think people, we got to start, and I'm not talking about just going with a bullhorn and a protest, okay? I, I think we really will have to take some action. Right. I, I think, you know, we need to break that pansy out of jail and, you know, Set him in the in the White House to pray. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I really like that guy, actually. I've watched some of his videos. He's out there. You know, he's really out there. But and I think the man has a good heart, and he certainly does not deserve that. So right. that, that's domestic news, Jesse. But today, we're going to go into the belly of the beast. We're going to kick down the door of the Illuminati headquarters. And of course, when we're doing that, you know that we are going to the Netherlands. And when we go to the Netherlands, we bring on our official Netherlands correspondent from Illuminate the Darkness. We bring on Marion. Oh, Marion disappeared. Jesse, she did not like my intro. Maybe Is that not. It? She uh, was I don't there. Know. I think she's working on some technical issues. <laughs> but maybe it was all about you, Jeff. It might be. Usually it is. I thought it was a good <laughs> intro. <laughs> it was an excellent intro and she missed it. Um, yeah, no, she's got some great updates on the Netherlands. And, you know, we've been following the Netherlands for quite some time and all the different things that are happening there. Um, so it is Illuminati know, Central. That's right. There has been some major, major development stuff going on there. And I'd encourage anybody, you know, if you want to find out more, follow Marion on Twitter. Um, you know, follow us also on our um, Illuminate the Darkness blogs that she does. She's very good about keeping up that intel and keeping people And, and she's a gifted writer as well, Jesse. Absolutely, she is, yes. So. Hey, you know what? While we're waiting for her to chime in, one of the things, you know, I was watching the chats and stuff like that on our Telegram channels. If you haven't joined our Telegram, you got to join our main channel because you never know when Jesse and I are going to do a surprise show like we did last week. Uh, also, you know, we jump on the chat and we chat with you and it's it's unfiltered. It's intimate. You get to have your say. Um, we have a So we have a chat channel, we have a main channel, and we have a digs channel where all... You guys get to put your intel in. It's a little bit of Wild West. Uh, there's some So with the stuff that's on the Diggs channel, we don't endorse. But what we do is we take from the Diggs channel and we put it on the main channel and you get kind of curated news. So you get what we feel is kind of really important to you. And I have a small team doing that. Uh, but Jesse, one of the hot topics that was in the chat was how do you discern profits? And there's so many profits these days that are out there and yeah. you know there you know and someone says you know this name and that name and i don't want to name names in this particular one mm -hmm. um but i want to give some uh, clues on how we discern uh what is a true prophet and uh and i see marion has just come back but we got to finish this thought right. and we'll bring you back on in a second marion um so Jesse, how do you know when you're hearing a prophet or not? Do you do you have any things that you look for? I do. Um, you know, the times that I've heard have been, you know, usually I'll just say every instance I had, there was no question in my mind that that person had been sent by God. And, you know, the things that they presented, um, the one prophet who spoke over me, almost everything he said word for word was scripture. And, uh, you know, it lined up with the word of God and, um, you know, it, so I could feel it as he spoke, you know, not only was I hearing the word of God, 
but the message that God was wanting to speak through his word was coming through loud and clear. And I knew it was the Lord. Yeah. But you know, there, there's all these guys on YouTube and, and even on TV and things like that. And how do we sort them out? And, and I don't think there's a guaranteed way to be honest. Um, I, I will just give you some of our feedback. And, and by the way, I want to say this with complete integrity before you, there's some people that I, you know, really, really liked their message. It resided in me. Um, and then I keep watching them for a while and I'm not so sure about them. Uh, maybe yeah. it's just what I wanted to hear at the time. And they, mm-hmm. because they put God's word in it, look, the best of us can be deceived, right? That's right. Um, Jesse and I aren't special. We can be deceived as well. And I'm not saying I was deceived. I've just got some uh, big, huge radar up (laughs) on a couple people right now. So a couple things that I look for now is, first of all, I don't believe in prophecy on demand. Right. Prophecy comes from God and God doesn't just give a word when you are at a conference. Oh, well, I have a conference scheduled, so I have to bring a word. Yeah. Right? I've never seen it work that way in the Bible. Nope. It was very Um, spontaneous, I agree. uh, Very spontaneous, and and God doesn't always speak to prophets. Like, it isn't on demand twice a week because you have a YouTube show or you have a conference you're speaking at, so you get a special word for that conference. And Look, if you're going somewhere and you pray over it, can God give you a word for where you're going? Yeah, sure. Right? But I don't think I don't think God is uh is dispatching out prophetic words on demand. Yeah. So the, the other thing is the flashiness of the person. When people start to become a star and they start wearing $500 shirts, Mm -hmm. or they're constantly using props. Yeah. I put up some radar. If they're, you know, as soon as they're finished preaching, if there's a a big commercial for, you could donate to the uh, ministry and get your CD collection and stuff like that. Again, uh, that's a sustainable business. Yeah. And I'm not saying these guys shouldn't get paid. I'm just saying that's a caution. Okay. Right. Um, Those are good points to be looking for. You know, how do they present themselves? Um, And, you know, I think it's true that logically, you know, as we observe people, we can glean quite a bit. You know, one of the things that I look for is, that person's personal relationship with the Lord. You know, I want to be able to ask them questions like, you know, what were you reading in scripture? Where does God have you in scripture this week? Is there anything he's really speaking to your heart? And, you know, I want to know that they're literally being in the word every day, that they're praying every day, you you know, and you should be able to ask them, you know, tell me about your prayer time. You know, what does that look like between you and God? And if they can't, tell you about that um you know but but many of these guys really do know the scripture well and they always put scripture into their uh things and i think that could be a deception because we certainly know the enemy knows the scriptures better than most christians right and and you know some of these we've learned about in the cabal and stuff like that these kids are you know hearing scripture from the time they're born you know they're raised with it you're raised to know the scripture and so there could be a lot of scripture, but then like if, if, if the prophetic is really vague, okay. And actually a prophet put this out last night, <laughs> you know, someone who is called a prophet, I should say, um, uh, put this out last night and he, he said, you know, if, if someone says, you know, keep your eyes on Israel, well, anyone can say that you could even right. put, put scriptures to that, or there's going to be a shaking and then, and then an earthquake comes, or there's going to be rain in D.C., and, you know, and then it rains. Like, come on. You know, that that's really not prophecy. Prophecy has been very specific in the Bible. 
Yeah. It has. So, yep. So we wanted to address that. We've addressed the presidential thing. Now let's kick down that door and bring in our official correspondent from the Netherlands. She is none other than Marion from Illuminate the Darkness. Marion, welcome back to Right On Radio. Hello. Thank you for having me. You've got a lot of stuff going on in your country and we need to give an update because what happens in the Netherlands is very much a foreshadow of what happens in a lot of other places around the world. Yeah, I think you can say that by now. First, I wouldn't believe that if people would say that to me, but now I'm starting to get that vibe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what what's going on? What what's the the bigger stories that you need to break here on uh, on the show today, Marion? Well, um, as some of you may know, um, last year in October um, there was a voting in Congress, the Dutch government, and um, everybody in Congress voted for a national investigation of satanic ritual abuse so that was going to happen and indeed um, some committee was assembled and started to work recently Um, there was a problem though with the committee Um, people were recognized highly placed officials by the victims of SRA on the first meeting. They got the fright of their lives. And they said to others in the government and everybody who was concerned with this, um, that they did not have trust in this committee. So now there is this um, Congress member, a wonderful guy, kind of a new star at the political firmament of the Netherlands. His name is Gideon van Meijeren. And Gideon really started to step into the gap for those survivors of SRA. And he was really brave by asking the hot question during a meeting Um, about this committee that was supposed to investigate SRA. And um, he said, I have gotten a letter from SRA survivors who said that they cannot trust the people who are in this committee. So they cannot give their testimonies in a good way. So the whole investigation will be jeopardized. And and so let me just jump in here really quick, Marion. So, of course, what they do is they appoint the people who are going to protect themselves to investigate themselves. And then what (laughs) happens, so what you're saying is then the the victims go in and say, well, you can't have these people investigate. They're the guys who did it. Right? Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that's where we are. And um, Gideon, um, the Congress member, did not... um, allow people to cut him off while he was speaking about this, speaking up for those SRA uh, survivors. And he kept on talking like one robot while he was being cut off by the chairman of that specific meeting who wanted him to stop talking. And then there was another meeting in Congress some time later And Gideon was um, sticking up for the SRA survivors again, talking about this problem with the committee. And in this meeting, there was the Minister of Justice, Mr. Grapperhaus. He was there at that first meeting as well. And um, Mr. Grapperhaus, as soon as he heard Gideon talk about this problem, He jumped right on top of Gideon as a matter of speech um, and said, I find this very low. This is a low blow to government workers 
to say something like this, that you are um, accusing government workers of the most horrific crimes here. Well, anyway, um, big fight, etc., big discussion, and people were pretty insulted, and everybody was insulted, actually, really everybody. Well, Because they're all in on it. Yeah. And yet a bit later, um, we have the camera turning to another part of the government um, premises, um, a courtyard of the government building, and there is this whistleblower who has been vlogging for quite a while now. His name is um, Huig Plug, and just to make it easier for you guys to understand his name, I will call him Hugh, the whistleblower, from now on. Um, Hugh is vlogging at the premises of the government outside, day after day after day after day. He knows everybody by name. He knows stories about everybody who's walking past him. And he does that together with his cousin, who is his cameraman. His cousin's name is Peter. And Hugh and Peter are really, let's say, relentless in their whistleblowing and bringing forth the truth. Now, Hugh and Peter got in contact with Marlies, the mother of Lisa. Lisa, by now, has become the biggest example in the Netherlands of an SRA victim. She is a victim of not only her own father, who, was an, who is a Satanist, but also of his father's friends in this classical pedophile elite circle. Um, with that circle, you immediately touch the very core of the problem of the country of the Netherlands. Right. The and, and just, just, uh, Marian, just be careful using that P word, okay? If you don't mind. Okay. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. So um, this whole thing is quite, um, well, let's say touchy. And um, this is where Hugh decided, together with his cousin, that he wanted to stick up for Lisa. Because Lisa um, didn't have, well, she has her mother, and her mother is fighting like um, a lion for her. But, yeah, you know, not much comes out... And, and, and not many people are really listening. So Hugh thought, I'm going to change this. So he starts to vlog about Lisa, bringing out all kinds of truths. This was not appreciated by the people who are involved. So there was this court case. And uh, just one second, Marion. Uh, so... He had to vlog because even though it's some of the biggest names in your government and everything else, the media is probably silent on it. Am I correct in saying that? Um, roughly, yes. Um, there has been some media every once in a while, every once in a few years, but it would not. So it's not going to penetrate society. It's not going to get people talking. It's not going to become no. the water cooler uh, discussion at work sort of thing. No, okay, so, so he started the vlog, and does he have a big following? Uh, how mm -hmm. does that work? He has a huge following, and it's growing and growing and growing. And Twitter has terminated his account, but then he started a new account, and it's just growing and growing. Um, so he is just bringing forth truth and provable truth. He has proof, but above all, Lisa has proof, 24 pieces of proof. She has not been listened to in court. She has not been listened to by the police, etc. So Hugh wants to change this. And now he is challenging mildly. So the police comes and brings him to court, let's say that much. The, a court case was started against him. 
but he wanted that because what he wanted with that court case at that moment was to have this opportunity to stand in front of a judge and tell about Lisa's problems. And disclose. But do do you know what he was charged with? Um, At that time, he was charged with the fact that um, I think three times in total, he has been standing in front of the door of Lisa's former father and um, his new wife. And this new wife is a high profile judge who has been ruling the Shell case, Shell Oil. Anyway, um, so he was charged with, well, they wanted the restraining order. And um, now they are in court and this is becoming a big disaster because they wanted it to be um, a public hearing and it became um, a hearing behind closed doors, totally last minute. They were told else uh, differently. Um, Now they refused to be in this court behind closed doors. So they walk right out again before the case starts and they decide to publish those points that they had, those pieces of evidence in front of a few cameras of alternative media. And this came on the internet. And so here we are with explosive things, etc. He was punished badly. He had this penalty payment that he had um, hanging above his head of 250,000 euros, which is almost $300,000. And when he didn't pay immediately, because he simply doesn't have the money, um, they um, seized his house. So what was the penalty from that? He, how did he get that penalty of 250,000 euros? Um, because he thought it was nonsense to um, not be able to tell the truth. And the truth was mentioning the very name of somebody. Oh, so it was like a a conviction on slander or by defamation or something like that? Yeah, I think. Okay, so I just want the audience to understand. I'm not hoping for, but that would be the the case. Yes, yeah. Okay, okay. So, so so now they they got him on that, and they're holding that over him uh, to try to silence him. And then, yeah. Then what happens? So I I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to make sure the audience gets the full story. I think it's important for the audience to know that it it sounds like he was literally um giving all the information for these certain high level cases that are not being acknowledged so he was telling the stories of these survivors including the actual names of the perpetrators is that correct mary um yes that is correct okay exactly. yeah yeah so this came out and um now we are a few weeks later Uh, which means last Friday. And um, he had a fruitful vlogging day. He even managed to have a brief talk with the president, the the prime minister of the Netherlands, Mark Rutte. And um, so, you know, that's a fruitful vlog for a vlogger. And um, later that afternoon, all of a sudden, while he is vlogging, five police officers come walking across the square towards him. And they say, you are arrested. You have a right to be silent, etc." And he is brought to a police station in a street that actually has the same name as the chairman of that investigation committee. Kind of interesting. I'm not going to mention it. You you can do your your own research. Anyway, um, so now um, he's at the police station and his cousin is, of course, in dire straits and very worried. So he starts to wait, just goes there and waits in front of the police station until it's late at night. And he hears, well, Hugh has to stay the night. And okay, then he comes back the next morning, still waiting in front of the police station. 
going in, asking for more information, not getting a private call of Hugh at all, which is odd. And at the desk of the police station, the front desk, um, he is getting this bogus excuse for not giving information. It is private. <laughs> and uh, while he is his kind of his closest um, family member that you can think of right. in this um, situation. Anyway, no information until much later that day, um, all of a sudden hears, oh, Hugh has been transferred to another station in another city last last night already. So now they go to the other city, the city of Leiden, and they wait for a few days in front of the police station of Leiden. Same old, same old, um, no, not much information. And they knew that there was going to be a hearing um, in court over the question whether or not he should stay until the court case of next week. It was a horrible hearing um, through video phone. And his lawyer was not sitting next to him, but next to the DA. And um, yeah, little extra information. While he was not arrested yet, he had been looking those last couple of days for a lawyer. And no lawyer in the Netherlands was ready to help him. So he could not get a lawyer. And now he's sitting without a lawyer in jail. But but, but the DA had a friend, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I well, he was sitting next to him. That, but he was sitting next to the DA. That is what I heard. Mm. And um, so anyway, the ruling over the question whether or not he was going to stay in the police station um, was negative for Hugh, so he had to stay. And then he was transferred again to the very other side of the country, which is very inconvenient for Peter and for everybody who is close to him because he lives in the very west of the Netherlands. And now he is transferred to the very east of the Netherlands. Hmm. That's where he is at this moment still. But wow. now, now the big punch comes. He is able to make some phone calls by now. Um, some news is coming out next week on Wednesday. There's going to be a court case. We also heard who has been pressing charges and why. Brace yourself. <laughs> the prime minister and the minister of healthcare of the Netherlands have pressed charges against Hugh because of a tweet which was not more than a retweet of Hugh of an existing tweet, an existing meme and it was interpreted by the politicians as a threat to them. But mind you, at the day of the arrest, a few hours before his arrest, he had been talking to the prime minister and there was nothing wrong. So and this, but this is just a political railroad job, of course, yeah. just like what we were talking about with, uh, with Jesse's pansy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and, and it becomes even more Kafkaesque. Um, the thing is, is that today we just learned that even the um yeah it is some kind of um, um organ within the government that is working um for counter-terrorism issues in the netherlands we call it the coordinator of counter-terrorism and um, security this coordinator apparently has been meddling in this case and that is juicy because this coordinator is being managed officially he is underneath the responsibility of 
the Minister of Justice, Mr. Grapperhaus. Wow. You see how swampy this is, ladies and gentlemen? This isn't just the United States. This isn't just Canada. This is like almost every country in the world is complicit. And guess what? They're all in the same club. They've organized the same way. It's this yep. way around the world. Exactly. And But we have the numbers, folks. We have the numbers. We have the names. We have everything. And we have proof. And we are not going to stop. But I desperately need fellow prayer warriors to pray over for Hugh and for Peter, but especially for Hugh at this moment. Um, there are people standing outside the jail um, that he is in. They are standing on the roads, on the streets, and um, they are supporting Peter, who is there constantly. Um, so that is wonderful. Um, we are sending him postcards to encourage um, Hugh. But this afternoon I heard that he has started a hunger strike. He needs prayer. And we all need prayer. Also, the um, survivors of SRA need very much protection at this moment in the Netherlands and also their advocates. Yes. Lisa, her mother, Marlies, everybody. I think it's time, you know, it's time for people to make that decision. Are we going to rise up? You know, who are we going to rise up for? And all of us have a voice. And that's the biggest thing that's being hindered with these survivors. They are victims of crimes. And where are we going to draw the line? You know, are are we going to say, you know what? Lisa was victimized by people in her government and her story needs to be heard. And we can take that step to make sure her story's heard. Um, the same with all the other victims. Um, you know, it's time for us to start going with our victims into, you know, the legal processes to say, you know what, as a community, we're gonna come against our local government together and we're gonna say, not on our watch, you're not gonna get away with this crime and if we need to remove those people from their governmental offices. Um, you know, again, we're not advocating violence, but literally, you know, I mean, if you knew somebody was, you know, the stuff they were doing to little children, why are we not going in there, picking them up, literally removing them from the building and say, you know what, as of today, your job is done. We're looking for another person to fill your position you know, take them outside of your city. I would be like, you know what? We don't want you living here either. Your your house is no longer yours. As a community, we're taking it back. Um, you know, I know we're fighting legal things, but still, you know, what do we have the authority and the rights as a people to do? You know, criminals who sometimes have been falsely imprisoned have far less rights then these people who, you know, why do we allow them to have a house if we know that they're dirty and shady? Why do we allow them to have that yacht, that boat, the five or six cars? You know, as a community, it's time to stand up and, and take action. Exactly. And, and you know, I'm glad you said that, Jesse, because this is the page that I'm on as well. You know, first we have to get the information out there because how do you gather a crowd? Right. You have to get the information out there and it has to be credible. It cannot be, you know, we have to be very careful. But here's the thing. We've been talking about these political railroad jobs. We can't trust the system anymore. We can't right. tr trust the judges. We can't trust the politicians. What we can do is trust common sense and decency in humanity. And listen, there's a time coming and, you know, we're going to have to be clever. We're going to have to, we want to be peaceful. We want to do things right. We want to be peaceful. We want to do things right. But Jesse's exactly right. No, 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 no. 
you don't work for us anymore. Because of these accusations, I, your boss, fire you. And by the way, I think you should stay in some kind of confinement <laughs> until we have a tribunal of some kind. And I'm, I'm going to go there with that. So. Well, well, I mean, well, well Jeff, this is, this is a thing that um, is really a big, big, big um, explosive subject at this moment. The whole word tribunal in the Netherlands, um, there is a big fight going on between one political party that is really awake and um, seemingly the whole rest. Um, I'm not going to go into details, but the word tribunal is very, very hot at the moment in the Netherlands. Very hot. It, it is in Canada as well. I can tell you that because yeah. I know Kevin Annette has been doing them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the exactly. situation is, you know, I mean, Lisa has valid evidence she can prove these crimes were committed against her. So why are we letting the perpetrator of those crimes, you know, put somebody in jail for slander when he's sitting there telling the truth about the crimes this person has committed? You know, yeah, and, and, and again, it has to be founded, but... If, if they can we... prove she's wrong, they can go against her for even making the claim. That's how it's supposed to work. And by the right. way, Marion, uh, if Lisa or Hugh want to come on the show, we'll do it. We'll give That's them a voice. Wonderful. That's wonderful. I really hope that Hugh will be released very, very soon. Very soon. Because, you know, at this moment, we're in a situation where he has been um, seen and treated as some kind of person who does terrible things, if you know what I mean, um, because of this um, governmental organ that started to meddle with this. But this governmental organ that I mentioned is actually not allowed to do that because in April this year, there has been, it has been in the news big time. They were told to step back and not meddle into political situations or no private um, court cases, um, which they were doing. And now they're doing it again, you know? Mm. It has to stop. And, but the thing is, is at this moment, this is like, it really is this now in the Netherlands. And I'm not speaking as a matter of speech. It really is. And, and for the other people listening on just audio, she put her fists together. It's clashing, in other words. It's really coming to a head, and it needs to around the world. Uh, it seems that the Netherlands is really at the forefront, and it has been for a while because, again, it's, it's Illuminati Central. Yeah, and, and um, the whole thing about this number, this percentage of the child porn that was hosted worldwide, the number of that is that 71% of the child porn that is hosted is hosted in the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, but that's changed, that number. It has gone up to 77%. Yeah, and by the way, by Canadian companies, a lot of them. <sighs> yeah, because because the laws are lax, and you know it's yeah. it's and it's so. Just for example, just give you you know, and and a lot of the Commonwealth countries. So we're talking about Australia and things like that. And I'm not an expert on Australia or anything like that. But for instance, in in Canada, so I'm assuming the Commonwealth countries are the same because they basically have the same parliamentary system. Yeah. Judges aren't elected. They're political appointments. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, in the Netherlands, uh, that also happened in a way. Um, nobody would admit that. But um, one of the biggest suspects of the whole um, problem that we are talking to, problem with the children, um, has been the highest 
government workers overseeing the justice system in the Netherlands um, some years ago. And while he was in that position, he has appointed all kinds of judges that were on his hand. But you know that, but Marion, that that's just the way it works worldwide. Unless yeah. they got a tape on you, unless you're controlled, you're not going to get to that power. And you want to get to the power? Listen, you know, back in the '70s and stuff like that, I'm sure if a politician fooled around on his wife and they had that on him, because the social uh, penalty for that was bad, you know, back then, as it should be today. Yeah. Yeah. But then Bill Clinton proved it. You know, he he has Monica in the Oval Office or the Oral Office, and his his popularity went up. So you know that isn't to blackmail anymore. Now no. they got to let's face it. Now they're using kids. Yeah, and and they get it on tape, and then you're controlled. Yep. And so if, if none of these guys, or very few, I don't want to say everyone because that would be incorrect, but very few ascend to any position of power or authority in the world system without doing this. They're all bad, in yeah. my opinion, with the one or two exceptions, like Gideon. Gideon sounds like an exception. Yeah. Yeah, there are some more exceptions, um, but um, it is very hard to know who to trust, etc. But um, I really want to make sure that I have said that um, the Lord has showed very clearly that he has a few people, a few generals of the system in the Netherlands um, in his mind he wants them to come out and he really is focusing on them. And um, I want people to pray for those people. Um, I'm not going to name names. The Lord knows. But please pray for those that the Lord wants to snap out of the system and all of a sudden make some big decisions and statements and you know, because this will mean that the Netherlands will collapse as a country. Mm -hmm. I can say that easily because I am only seeing one big skeleton and that is that horrible system, you know? Yeah. It is not taking away one bone or one vertebrae. No, it is the entire skeleton of the Netherlands is built on that. Well, and, and that's what Illuminate the Darkness uh, as a, one of the core ministries is to get people out of the system. And you're right. It's not only your government uh, in the Netherlands, it's the world's governments would yeah. fall if this was really yeah. brought out. And I have to put an and mm -hmm. there was either military or police who were willing to step up and not give a crap about the politics of things. Do your job. Someone's touching yes, a kid, exactly. you go take them. Yeah, they have to be brave. They have to realize that there are many, many people who are behind them and who are willing to help them, to support them, to pray for them, to, you know, to mentally support them, morally support them. Um, they are not alone and they have to take a stand now. It is time now, you know, in the Netherlands. It, is re it really is time. It's time worldwide. It's yeah. time worldwide. And, you know, listen, if you're in the system, and we know some people are in the system, watch these programs. Yeah. Look, eternity is a long time, my friend. Make your peace with Jesus. You know about Jesus already. Make your peace with Jesus. Come out. Face the penalty. You might even be able to make a bit of a plea. And, and as long as you point upwards... And make things a little bit nicer for yourself. But come out. Eternity is a long time. Yes. You don't want to be together with the one who has betrayed you already. You know he That's has right. betrayed you. You don't want to spend eternity with him. And he is going to be very lonely down there. 
That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, Marion, I want to thank you, and I want to remind everyone to go to illuminatethedarkness.com, and there's some categories. As soon as you hit any one of the three buttons, I think it kind of goes to the main site where everything mm-hmm. is available there and uh you know certainly support marion you are a gifted writer i encourage people to read your blogs but marion i also noticed that you have been showing up on our telegram channels so i were glad to see you there i made it (laughs) i know yeah (laughs) so you know just a reminder go to our telegram channels and uh and just before we close i'm gonna put up a banner uh, because, by the way, we we're going to have some extra episodes uh, in the next couple days. Uh, some of the people who are, you know, not Jesse and I, are going to be doing some programs. And they're going to be on the Right On Radio channel because this is about community. It's not about us. Uh, we want to get some of our listeners, some of the community who have important things to say uh, out there and on there and get their information. We're not looking for famous people or anything. It, it doesn't matter to us. We just want the information to be good. And so you'll want to watch out for some extra extra shows. And I'm just going to give a hint because one of them might be talking about this banner, Jesse. Dominion and Authority by Jesse Zaboter. Coming soon. You don't want to miss the announcement because it will be time-sensitive. So, Marion, I want to thank you once again for coming on. Uh, we miss you. You know, you're always welcome. You're really part of the Right On Radio family since the beginning, of course, and you're a ministry partner with Jesse. Uh, Jesse, as always, I want to thank you for your cont- contributions and everything you do uh, to help build this and help get the word out. So, in the meantime, remember, love your God. Love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.